Zondervan presents How to Choose a Translation for All It's Worth by Gordon D. Fee and Mark L. Strauss Read by Don Reed For John H. Steck, Friend and Translator Without Peer Preface This book was first suggested to me by the publisher and members of the Committee on Bible Translation as a measured response to recent controversies about translational theories on the one hand and resulting translations based on these differing theories on the other. These matters are basically dealt with in Chapter 2. Unfortunately, average readers of the Bible tend to choose their Bible on the basis of rhetoric, pure and simple, which they either believe or disbelieve. While I was at first reluctant to interrupt another project to take this on, the opportunity to offer such a book as a companion to the first two how-to books became attractive for several reasons. First, experience in the church has indicated that people know little about the what and why of Bible translations, so there is a tendency to make choices that are not especially discriminating. People really like one version or another, but are often unable to articulate why. Thus, one of the aims of this book is to help the average layperson make an informed choice about which translation will become their basic Bible of use. Second, occasionally I discover that people using a translation based on functional equivalence, see chapter 2 for this term, from time to time want to refer to one they consider more literal, that equals formal equivalent, in order to find out what the Bible really says. Similarly, those whose primary Bible is based on formal equivalence consult one based on functional equivalence to find out what the Bible really means. This needs probing. A third reason is that as a long-time teacher of New Testament at both the undergraduate and graduate level, I sometimes had reason to say of a given translation that the translators really got it wrong at a given point. So when I was invited to join the Committee on Bible Translation, it was time for me to put up or shut up. Moreover, I had by then become conscious that any public disapproval of the translation most of my students were using was not only in bad form, but had the danger of disparaging the Bible itself. So joining the committee became for me one of the great learning experiences of my life, not to mention a wonderful bonding with scholars from a variety of Protestant traditions who have become good friends. Still another reason I found this project appealing was that some features of contemporary translations, although explained in the translator's preface, tend to remain a puzzle to the average reader. This is true, for example, of footnotes that offer an alternative reading, either with a simple or, or with the curious statement that some manuscripts read. Some people probably wonder which reading, the one in the text or the one in the footnote, is the real Bible. It occurred to me that the opportunity to explain both the nature and limitations of Bible translation could bring real benefits to the church. But it also became clear to me, even before I started on this book, that I would need help, lots of help, because although I have served on the committee since 1990, translation theory is in fact an area that I have written on very little, except for chapter 2 in How to Read the Bible for All It's Worth. But in this case, I needed help less with regard to the Old Testament as such than with issues related to translation in general. 
So I turned to a younger colleague on the Committee on Bible Translation, Mark L. Strauss, professor of New Testament at Bethel Seminary, San Diego, who has spent several years both speaking about and writing on this subject. Besides bringing many years of expertise on these matters to the project, Mark also helped to keep me from writing a book only for my generation of Bible readers, while I helped him not to forget that my generation still exists. While we hope this collaboration proves useful throughout, for us it became noticeably beneficial in Chapter 4 on the matter of idioms. Here in particular we became aware of the speed with which English changes. Mark and I also owe a considerable debt to my wife, Maldine, who read through every chapter with great care and with an eye toward the reader without technical expertise. Her own years of teaching in public schools in the fifth and sixth grades also brought another level of understanding to the task that we greatly valued. We are also grateful to those who read and commented on the manuscript.